0: Don't just be a part of the industry, redefine it.
1: Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching, LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Hey, security peeps. We are live with another edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, helping amazing, demystifying cybersecurity and helping amazing leaders hire great talent. And I am here with an amazing guest today, Nadia Kadim. Say hi to everybody, Nadia. Hi. Hi. And Nadia is phenomenal. I mean, she's she's 26. She has just um, started a startup. She has um, just got funding for the startup. She's coming to us all the way from The Hague in the Netherlands. So, Nadia, I am really excited to chat with you and learn about how you broke into the industry. What made you go from you were you're an attorney turned into cyber security guru. So tell me what made you switch? What made you start out with becoming an attorney and then transitioning into cyber? Talk to us about that.
2: Well, first of all, thank you, Renée. It's amazing to be here. I've never done something like this, so I'm super excited. I'm super excited. And, yeah, <laughs> so I'll tell you about me. So I started uh, with in-law because I really wanted to help people. And that started with wanting to help children. So my first job was kind of in child protection, uh, protecting abused children, which was a very great, but depressing job, really. Um, I ha- As the only legal person employed by that company, I had to kind of immerse myself into all legal aspects. Hi, Derek. Oh, I can see messages, that's cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I had to
2: kind of immerse myself into all legal aspects, including privacy. And that was a topic that I never really thought about, um, was never really interested in, to be honest, but, I could very soon like call myself a a privacy officer. And as you know, data privacy and cybersecurity kind of go hand in hand because you need secure systems to secure data. And so, and then I met this guy, Chris, who is my co-founder now. And he was a cybersecurity expert and he had this idea about starting a company, wanting to protect small businesses. And then we were like, whoa, we'd be kind of be like a dream team in doing this. And so here we are.
1: That's amazing. So you and Chris, his name is Chris, that's your co-founder? Yeah. You all met, did you meet in, as a part of law program or? No,
2: so he's actually my boyfriend. Wow. And uh, yeah, we met. business is pleasure. I know. <laughs> yeah, so we, we met how? We met technology, I'm telling you, we met on this kind of Tinder thing, uh, Bumble it was called. And we met in The Hague, we had a coffee, we had dinner, we went to a museum. Uh, it was a very long date. And now we have business <laughs> together.
1: I, I love it. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me shout some people out. So Derek is here from Texas, Amani is here. You said, hey, Nadia. And Hannah is here Hi, from Nana. Barcelona. <laughs> So, Nadia, you met your your um co-founder, who's also your boyfriend. He's in cyber. You're on the legal side. You're helping these children. You understand the privacy component. And you understand that small businesses need help. Is that what made you go and be a part of the
2: Accelerator program? Yeah. So... Okay. Um, Yeah, so our business is completely focused on small to medium enterprise SMEs. And uh, because there's not really anything in the market for them that kind of tackles all of their issues, cybersecurity and data privacy. So that was great. And uh, yeah, we started in around January getting our first investment like you started with. And then in June, we applied on a whim to this amazing National Cybersecurity Center Acceleration Program in the UK. And then we were accepted and we were like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Because, um, well, in the middle of COVID, in the middle of Corona, and it was going to be a live program. So we were like, okay, we have to go to England. Um, Anyway, we did. And uh, the 10 weeks just finished uh, a week and a half ago. And it's been amazing.
1: So you went to, so you left the Hague. You went to the UK. Yeah. So you're a part of this accelerator. Is it like an incubator program? Like how many people are in it and rename it again? You said the yeah.
2: name. Yeah. So it's the NCSC, the National Cybersecurity Center Cyber Accelerator. Uh, it was based in Cheltenham and there are different cohorts. And normally they did nine months, that nine month cohorts with different, different startups. Um, and about six startups get chosen but now we were the first ones to do a 10-week program which was much shorter than they normally do and we were one startup of about um, 70 applications and six got chosen so we were one of six out of around 70 to 100 applications and there are like over 100 applications normally but because of corona there was a little bit less uh, applications this time
1: and you were there in person it wasn't virtual
2: yeah yeah we were there in person which was very strange because we were like in this room and we had to really keep distance so we were sat really far apart and but it was amazing they absolutely did a tremendous job in keeping everyone safe but still offering this this in-person program that really changed the course of that so, I can imagine that. I
1: mean, I'm thinking about being in a program in a cohort like this. You're brand new to security. Were the other people that were there did they have years of experience in security? Were they brand new, similar to you? You know, talk to me about some of the other folks just to give us a picture of what it was like in your your um, the other the other
2: companies in your cohort. Yeah, I'd love to. So, uh, as I said one of six startups and some were really early on like we are and were and some were a little bit further down the line um there were some people of our age some a little bit older so it was a real great mix and what the NCSC did is they chose startups on the basis of their alignment with the NCSC's mission so one of their mission statements is they want to make the UK a safer place to live and work and 99% of of businesses in the UK they're small businesses so we completely flew that out of the park or we knocked that out of the park Uh, in terms of alignment with that mission Anyway, so there were different companies. Who some of them were focused on enterprise, some of them were focused on consumers, and we were focused on um, on SMEs, on small businesses, and uh, yeah, different ages, different backgrounds, but mostly really technical people. And I was the only uh, female CEO. There were two other women um, that were part of the of the cohorts businesses um and but i was the uh only female ceo so that was quite interesting
1: that's amazing so you're um i'm, I'm thinking that you're probably one of the youngest if not the youngest there
2: i was the youngest yes. and,
1: and the only female yeah so the youngest and the and only female that's amazing so what was that experience like being there you're a ceo you're you know the only female ceo with these men in the room and your, um, you know, your co-founder. So, what was that experience like?
2: Um, there it was a mixed bag, really. Um, the NCC and Wera, Wera is this company that co-hosted the um, the accelerate acceleration program. They were amazing, accommodating, um, and the other cohort members. We've really made friends, like proper friends. But I, th- I don't know if it's a UK thing. Um, because I've never really experienced it so much in the Netherlands but there was definitely some challenges for me as a woman trying to make myself heard and that's probably not only to do with my gender obviously I also have a very soft voice maybe you can't really hear it right now because I'm on the podcast talking into a mic but normally I talk quite softly Um, and I'm not super technical so my own insecurities were also sometimes kind of holding me back in answering some questions or talking about things. But I've grown in that so much over the last 10 weeks. And as I said, also have made amazing friends. So yeah, pros and cons, as always.
1: That's an interesting experience and a, and a great experience to go through, yeah. um, especially this early on in your career. Yeah. So... The funding aspect, tell me about that because so many people, you know, they struggle to get funding yeah. and your brand new startup started in January, so less than a year, and yeah. you already have funding. And, and is it is the funding a result from being a part of this um, accelerator?
2: No, no, so that came way before. So um, we got the funding in January, right, when we started. So Chris had already been wanting to kind of start this company before I got involved. And he had this idea and um, um, he had Googled investors, The Hague, and he came across this company um, that was re- like an early stage startup investor and kind of, kind of getting into the cybersecurity field, not having any portfolio companies yet in the cybersecurity field. So we were one of his first and he was, kind he was interested like he thought it was an interesting idea but we had nothing right and I wasn't even there in the, in the very very beginning um for the first meeting and so he was kind of hesitant to invest at that stage because there was you know the team is one of the most important things when investors look at potential partners or potential startups to invest in and then we decided that you know what, should we see if it helps if I come along and talk to him and talk talk about our ideas? And then he was like, yeah, great. And then he gave us the investment. So I don't think that our experience is very standard. I think we were definitely an exception. But that's just because we were kind of a dream team, like a privacy lawyer, a cybersecurity expert, uh, you know, an idea and a vision that was so new. Um, and we can talk about that a bit later, but we were very, we wanted to be very feminine and very helpful. And that is kind of refreshing in the cybersecurity field. So I think that that has helped.
1: I think that you touched on something that comes up um, a lot and it t- it talks a the one of the things that comes up a ton in the cybersecurity space is communications and communication skills and it's clear that for you to be able to get this funding that you were the ticket you know your boyfriend your co-founder he was there not able to really you know solidify it and you came in um, and your communication style and your communication skills and be able to really lay out that vision Clearly, made the investor more comfortable to say, Yes, I'm going to move forward with this. So, I just want people to, again, you know, when we talk about skills, because for this month, Cybersecurity Awareness Month, we're really, really sharing with the audience around, you know, people who may not necessarily know much about the security space and making them aware that great communication skills are another skill. You don't have to be super technical for every role, you know, that's one of the big myths. Right. So this month we're doing myth busting. One of the myths is that everyone doesn't need to be technical. You can have your type of a background, Nadia, in um, privacy law and then utilize that and partner up with someone else. Another point you made was around the team especially when it comes to startups. One of my favorite, favorite shows, I don't watch it anymore, but it used to be Shark Tank. And I was like, such a Shark Tank fanatic. And they would <laughs> always talk about the team. They're like, oh, well, the product, I don't know, or what have you. They're like, but tell me more about you. You know, I like your drive. I like what you're doing. So that's so, so, so very important, especially, you know, in when you're doing startups or just team building as a whole. So yeah. two great two great points that you just made.
2: Yeah, team is everything we like people um we trust people so not only investors but also our customers our clients our partners we all look at the people so i think that if chris and i weren't the team then it would have gone very differently we we complement each other and i think that's very important to know you know chris is very technical and has amazing experience over 10 years in cybersecurity. I Barely knew how to, you know, reinstall some program on my laptop. I'm learning every day, but I think the team and investing in that great talent that's really important. And we learned that at the accelerator as well, because we spoke to so many potential investors, and they weren't really interested in us at that moment because we were too early for like seed and 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 further investment. But they always said the team is one of the most important things.
1: What are some of the other takeaways that you took? That's such a good nugget from the accelerator. Like were there any two, one or two things that you took away that you, would, you, that you would want people to know about?
2: Yeah. Oh, great question. So that's one of the things that I always say now. So it's the team, 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 mm-hmm. team. Um, and, you know, when you're, when you're a startup, and you, if you talk about investment and kind of seeking investment, then um, what they want is scalability and defensibility. And we kind of learned how to um, how to talk in a certain way to make yourself interesting. And I think that's again where communication comes in because words. That, that is my commodity, my words, because I'm trying to explain to you, you know, what we're doing and why we're passionate about it. Um, so the way you talk about things in investment, but also to your customers is incredibly important. So in the beginning of our journey, we really consciously decided, OK, we are who we are. We have a cybersecurity solution for small businesses. But uh, that sounds really, really boring and that's not who we are, we're young and we're playful, but we're experts, but we want to help people. So we really invested with Hannah, who you met uh, virtually um, in communication and who are we, what's our DNA and how do we convey that to everyone around us? So that's another one. So team, communication, and what else can I say? God, it was so much, honestly, I'd love to give you just a debrief because Seriously, it's been so helpful. It's been amazing.
1: I can imagine. So a couple more comments coming in here. Um, Danielle Goodwin, she's always here. She says, good morning. Chris, I'm assuming this is the other half of this wonderful (laughs) (laughs) team. says, hello. Chris, You have to give you one next. Uh, Roderick Jones says, hello from the Music City Nashville. And we have to talk about your other talents, your musical talents. What's coming up next? (laughs) Ozzy says hello. She's going to be on the podcast soon. Valroop says hi. These are all my favorite people. Um, Roger, hello from Pittsburgh. Very much enjoying this session. Danielle says, again, small to mid-sized businesses are in desperate need of cybersecurity. So absolutely right here. And um, Chris chimed in again and said, especially during COVID, um, yeah. Yes. Yes. I, you know, I was on a podcast myself recently, and we talked about the fact that right now um, there's such an uptick in, 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 cases, a 400% uptick in cybersecurity. Um, according to the U S FBI, 400% uptick in cybersecurity, um, uh, cybercrime. Mm-hmm, cybercrime, and then 28% uptick in job openings. Yeah. So and small and medium sized businesses, you know, get hit. the the They're one of the the easy targets. So definitely a need. Yeah.
2: And they go out of in sixty percent of cases, they actually go out of business after a successful attack, which people just don't realize. And they and we always think, oh, it's not going to happen to me, or you know, I'm not that important. And the thing is that they they might not even target you specifically, but it just they have a spray and pray and they have all these things that they and we are so vulnerable and it's great to see that there's actually an increase of awareness and these kinds of things these podcasts they help and and that's why i love joining this kind of thing because it's so important we need to talk about it and and get, yeah get awareness
1: and so derek says wow can sing too women of many talent <laughs> So, Nadia, tell us about, I don't know if you're a singer, too. I know you're a musician. You play some, it, are you playing instruments? And I'm a and singer. Singer. Go for it. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 not right now.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> so you can see my, um, my, can see mm-hmm. my camera is um, turned on. Yeah. If I point that way, it's actually that way. Yeah. So that thing is my music equipment. Yeah, so I grew up in a very creative household. My mother is a singer and a painter and a sculptist. I don't know the word in English, per se. Um, My sister inherited one half of those talents and I inherited the other half so my sister is an amazing painter, artist, everything and I can sing quite well Um, and I'm a jazz singer, mostly pop and jazz and I do weddings and parties and, and things like that, yeah. A woman of many talents.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you can go into these small businesses, sing a little bit, you know, get them comfortable. And then I always
2: wanted to write a cybersecurity song, you know. You should need to.
1: I have someone doing a theme song for me. There's another person, I forgot her, and her name is slipping my mind right now, who does um some cyber rapping. So that's so
2: cool. Go for it. Yeah, great. The, yeah. The community needs it. Exactly. I will definitely come up with a half-rap, half-jazz song about cyber. I don't know. Yeah, I'll wait.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Nadia, you, one of the things that's fascinating about what you, um, your background is that, and I know that you um, got into this, you got into um, privacy law helping children because you had your own, um, because you grew up in, had some challenges in your own life right growing up yeah is that something you want to just you want to talk uh, about
2: you can yeah. ask anything yeah no worries okay. awesome yeah.
1: so so yeah you know I read a little bit about some challenges in your own um, childhood that yeah. and that's what led you to wanting to protect children so yes. can you tell us a little bit about that
2: Definitely. So as I said, I grew up with a very creative mother, uh, amazingly talented, but some challenges. So my sister and I um, decided to yeah, run away from home basically when I was 14 and she was 15, my sister, and because uh, it was just too unsafe at home. And um, the, well, I was already kind of in the system, so I had one number to call. And so she arranged for me and my sister to, um, you know, we got a case at the family judge and we were uh, placed into foster care. And, um, but our foster family turned. Uh, turned into well my grandmother turned into our foster family and that was amazing so we were still able to stay with family and still you know keep in contact with our mother um, but just having a little bit of a better environment to grow up in and to turn into this adult who had no idea um, about normal life so that was amazing that really saved us I think
1: and propelled you into wanting to go to law school to help other children.
2: Exactly, yeah, so my first idea was that I wanted to work for UNICEF and that was the goal. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna start law school and then I can get into UNICEF and then I can help children. So during my master's degree, I actually got an internship at UNICEF and I was like, oh my God, I made my goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got an internship in Geneva, the most expensive city in the world. And uh, I did an internship for four months. I spoke at the UN Human Rights Council, which was amazing. And I learned so much. And then when I got back, I finished my uh, master's degree, which was all about children's rights during war. Because my master's was international public law, or public international law, with a focus on international humanitarian law, which is basically the law of war. And so I focused on children's rights during conflict. Um, and yeah, but now I don't do anything with that anymore. But it's still, it was an amazing experience and I'm so happy and grateful for the chances I got there.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's, a, that's, that's such an amazing, amazing story. story. you hear echo? <laughs> no. Okay, for some reason I hear an echo. So Nadia, what is next for you? You've I mean, you're so early in your career. Do you have so another thing. I know you're not technical at all. You have the cybersecurity, you have the law, the privacy law um, background. Do you have any are you, do you plan to get certifications or anything like that or, you know, yeah. I know your Chris has he's the hardcore cyber, you know, He's the technical.
2: <laughs> He's the technical one. <laughs> yeah. So whenever we talk about development of the product, I can really talk about what I want it to be like visionary, but when it comes to requirements or a proof of concept or anything like that, I have no idea. So I definitely want to do a cybersecurity qualification, just a basic one to, to get me kind of up to speed in the basics. Um, but I still maintain my position that you do not need cybersecurity qualifications. As you said, Renee, you don't need them to get into this field. Um, especially if you know you're leading the business, because I'm I'm doing so many different things um, that I never imagined myself to do. So I have so much to learn, amongst which cybersecurity. I won't do CISP or anything. Um, I won't be a hardcore cybersecurity consultant, but just the essentials, just so that I know what Chris is talking about. And I can kind of say that he's wrong sometimes just to prove it Because <laughs> uh, now he can tell me anything, basically. So we don't need that. We shouldn't have that. Um, and But I'm doing lots of different things in terms of qualifications. I'm doing an online course on leadership because all of a sudden I'm a boss. And I'm doing... The IBM online course on cybersecurity essentials, which is very basic, but it's really cool to kind of learn some things. How big is your team? We have Chris and Hannah. We have an intern, Emra, uh, and we have we start had someone starting last Monday. He's a project manager. And we're looking into hiring. And that's why we need a new round of investment. So lots of stuff is happening. We want to hire people and we want to develop some technical cool stuff. So lots is happening. Yeah.
1: That's really, really cool. Now, the, the folks that you're looking to hire, you know, it's funny because I usually bring people on and have them, have leaders talk about what they look for in hiring cyber talent. Is it going to be another technical person that you're looking to bring on next or just a different type of background?
2: No. So um, Chris has got the cyber security experience, but he's mm-hmm. also got a load of experience in sales so the ideal situation would be that Chris can move away a little bit from the technical stuff get someone else to do that and someone that you know we're comfortable with saying you know go do that and it happens which we have now we're very lucky with that Um, and then he can focus on sales so it would definitely be a technical person uh, probably a cybersecurity consultant who can also kind of help with um developing the the technical product so we're developing a platform that will be just uh, a piece of software for smes to protect themselves from a cybersecurity perspective and a data privacy perspective and in developing that we need as much help as we can get in terms of you know um knowledge and experience from a technical person Sorry, my answers are very
1: long winded. Um, no, so- no, it's great. It's awesome because you're able to kind of share with me because we're having a conversation. So, yeah. we're, we're, you know, we're talking through it and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm probing to see if any of my people might be a fit. <laughs> so, yeah. so, as you're talking about this, I'm, you know, kind of doing a mini intake like, hey, would <laughs> any of these folks that are listening potentially be a fit for you? And can they be remote and all that good stuff? Or do they need to be? in the Netherlands or can they be
2: in the United States or around the world? We are completely remote. So Hannah is in Barcelona. Um, The rest of the team is in the Netherlands uh, at the moment, but we are, and one of my friends, uh, Dania, she's also a semi part of the team. She's from the BVI and she, but she's now in London. So we're all over the place. Yeah,
1: the future of work. Yeah, exactly. Work from anywhere. Yes. Very, very awesome. Yes. So Nadia, we're coming up on a 30-minute mark. You know, I try to keep these to 30 minutes so fast, so fast. So if you were to give a sage piece of advice, and this is, usually comes from my my co-host who's still on the beach, oh. <laughs> Chris on, if you were to give one sage piece of advice to folks who are looking and watching and seeing you out here, your young woman in the field, your CEO, what would you tell, you know, the next person that wants to break into the industry?
2: Well, first of all, I've already said it, but you don't need cybersecurity qualifications because there's so much to do that you can do it from any starting point. And I would encourage you because there's a massive shortage of cybersecurity talent. And, but there's so much happening that we need you. But also just find that one thing that you're passionate about, and just focus on it, and do it fully. So I try to to balance different jobs, doing the cybersecurity thing combined with my old job, combined with lots of other things. I would say just choose what you want to do. Don't be afraid because, you know, I quit my job, my permanent contract during COVID, and in the Netherlands a permanent contract is a very good thing to have. Um, I quit my job. Because I just had, you know, that drive, that passion and the trust that, you know, if I tried, I would make it work. So trust yourself, just do it, focus fully, but also don't work too hard and take some time to breathe. Don't get overworked, don't get overwhelmed, don't burn out because we need you and we need you healthy. So,
1: yeah. Stage advice <laughs> from a twenty-something, a twenty-six-year-old. <laughs> you want to come and be my it. grandma right now? <laughs> I what, am so wise. you so don't funny. want to know. That's what Shazone <laughs> said. Proud of you, Nadia. My grandmother also raised oh, us. Um, cool. I sing as well. You never know. That's so cool. Oh, thank yeah, you. my grandmother was a integral part of my life too. My mom is a single mom, and my grandmother pretty much raised yeah. us so um
2: thank you grandparents because without them seriously uh thank you so
1: um danielle says nadia you go girl you are going places and roger thank you so much nadia for your time and thank you Renee, for hosting you are welcome so thank
2: you renee thank you for having me it's been an absolute pleasure
1: Absolutely. We'd love to have you. I mean, this was so exciting to learn about you, to learn about your business, what you're doing for small businesses, and that you are a woman owned um, cybersecurity business with a privacy law background. I mean, everything that we talk about and, and sharing with people, especially the folks who demystify cybersecurity, demystify this whole process and see like this young woman is out here doing it and you are amazing so we cannot wait to see what's going to you have to come back next year and tell us like what's happening and where the company is and you know show us all your products and all that good stuff so super excited we have so many people chiming in here very smart lady Um, good advice I'm on (laughs) vacation Um, Derek says great advice and Patrick
2: so little fan club here girl (laughs) <laughs> thank you. Oh, Nate, thank you so much. I would love Absolutely. to comment. Yeah, and yeah. All about it. Yeah, yeah, I can't
1: wait. I can't wait. So folks, daily cybersecurity awareness month pop-up videos. I mean, people uh, from all around the world coming on breaking into cybersecurity every day every single day for Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So stay tuned for our guests tomorrow. Thank you again, Nadia. And thank you, the um, audience, for being as awesome as you are, always engaging, always, you know, here, typing in comments and all that good stuff. It is, it makes it more fun to do that you are here. So, all right. From the Netherlands and from the DC metro area. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're from there, by the way, DC. Anyway. Really? <laughs>
1: cool. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye